Aloha! I'm Katie Friedman, your host on Eyes on Profits. Professionally, I'm an ophthalmic consultant, dispensing optician, and specialize in low vision assistive technology. Throughout over 30 years experience fitting spectacles and contact lenses, working back office for ophthalmologists, managing optometric practices, teaching optical technology, and lecturing nationally, I've seen clever, easy, and very effective ways to increase revenue for a doctor's practice. In this new year, I'm broadening Eyes on Profits to include different sales strategies for multiple professionals. I've got my eyes on you to make a difference for your business and your life. So let's have fun with Eyes on Profits. Aloha. Welcome to a new year of Eyes on Profits. Finally, it's a new year. Instead of New Year's resolutions, this year for the first time, I created New Year's goals. Not my idea. I took it from a coach who came up with that one. Recently, a business acquaintance of mine asked me how I, could, how I came up with new topics for my podcast. I thought it was an interesting question since he does daily posts on Facebook Live. Actually, I've been in awe of Rick, who currently has over 770 days of continuous Facebook Live posts. Sure, it's on the same topic, staying youthful through exercise and quality nutritional supplements. And that's what works for him because he has been recording himself for a long time. He has logged in many hours doing this one thing. He adds an exercise program for that day, along with providing a lovely tour of Oahu as he records his Facebook Live in different locations. Brilliant! Currently, I'm listening to sales speakers, actually one specific sales speaker every morning for 15 minutes, Eric Lofholm, who is going through Napoleon Hill's success principles. One of those laws is definiteness of purpose. I figured out my profession when in college, and I've been pursuing it ever since. Granted, I've tried to retire myself from the optical industry three times, and the reality is I keep bouncing back to opticianry. In doing that, I reinvent my specialty each time, tweaking it just enough to keep me reaching for new, the new brass ring. And that's in terms of the brass ring on a merry-go-round, just for whatever people who don't understand that term. So this is how my new year started. My keyboard keys got stuck. I needed to use an external keyboard instead of the attached keyboard on the Surface Pro. Then I needed to get a splitter to use the external keyboard and the mouse at the same time because it was getting too much of a hassle to plug and unplug the two items into the one USB port at the same time. Yada, yada, yada. Excuses. I started the new year already not following my plan. I can't even say I've broken my new year's resolutions. I have to admit that I have not followed my plan at all. That's just embarrassing. So I'm pulling myself up by my bootstraps. But I can't even pull myself up from my bootstraps because I don't have bootstraps. Another excuse. Okay, breathe. Ah, correct and continue. That's what I use that works because it is from my experience. People who know me smile when I say correct and continue. 
sometimes they say it before me because I know it's coming. One of my friends doesn't even wait. She looks at me and says, dear, correct and continue. <laughs> For those of you who don't know the story of, from a prior podcast, or because you haven't heard enough of me, here is the story. I was enrolled in a self-improvement program over 15 years ago, and it was an experiential program, meaning our lessons included physical challenges, locking in the lesson being taught. One of the exercises included a maze where I was blindfolded before going into it. The exercise instructions were, follow the tape, it will be between your knees and your shoulders, and at the end of the maze, there is a bell. When you ring the bell, you can take off the mask. I entered the maze, I was going really well, following the rope, and then I hit a dead end. I did what the lesson was, correct my course and continue the maze. I did just that. Went back and followed the rope and I hit a dead end. I kind of was thinking this was the same dead end and I could hear the bell. It was so close, but there was no rope. So I turned around, I corrected my course and continued. I kept hearing the bell ring, which meant people were already leaving the maze. I did my due diligence by correcting and continuing the course. Then I hit the same friggin' dead end and I sat down and cried. One of the people in the course, a leader or facilitator, I guess, came back to me and asked, what is the problem? I said, I'm at the same place. This is my third time at the same dead end. Three strikes, I'm out. This person said, it's not baseball. He asked, how tall are you? I replied, a little bit over five feet. He said, well, I'm a little bit over six feet. Continuing, he asked me to repeat the instructions. I said, to follow the rope between my knees and my shoulders. And I had. I paused then had an aha moment when he said, maybe my shoulders are higher than your shoulders. He was right. I stood up, retraced my steps, and when I got back to the next dead end, I reached up my hand higher, found the rope, and rang the bell. <sighs> Ever since that exercise, when I get stuck, I just say, correct and continue. Of all of the different types of lessons I have experienced within different programs, that exercise is the one I use most often. In a different event, at a different season of my life, my faith in myself was tested. Climbing a pole with a bungee security straps attached to me, many faculties were tested. Once I was at the top of the pole many stories high, looking at the horizon, I was tasked with taking a leap of faith, literally a leap of faith. In order to get off the pole, I had to take that step. Life was not easy for me back then, and it's, it was just challenging times. I had choices, climb down the pole, take a step, or take a leap. Any choice was not easy. Who does easy? I wanted to, and... I did take that leap of faith. And as I took that leap and, and that, that first jerk, I peed in my pants. I was so scared, I literally peed in my pants. Not something I'm proud to share. 
It was just, oh my gosh, horrible. Then I swung back and forth and I felt amazing relief that was, number one, I'm still alive. And number two, I did it. It was truly amazing. Then I wanted to climb up the pole again and do it again. Heck, my pants were already wet, so why not? But I couldn't. And part of it was because I spent so much time at the top of the pole, I ran out of time. Consequences for not taking action. I couldn't do that that exercise again, but it taught me a lot about where I was in my life at that time. Fear was stifling me in moving forward in my job, my relationships, and my life. In life, I now take risks. That's my self-improvement journey, and sometimes it takes me a while to get started. I think that's what happened this time with my New Year's goals. I think it terrified me to the point of analysis paralysis. I don't even know if that was it. I just feel like I did an assignment and now I have to take action. My plan was to do more podcasts. Extend my podcasts from Tuesday and Thursday to include podcasts Monday and Wednesday. Also, add another focus with a different platform. How's that going, you ask? Not so well. I look at myself and ask, why? What is holding me back? And why have I been unable to produce material for this year? It's not like I don't have a list of topics for podcasts. Believe me, I have lists. This time, it's not fear that's holding me back. It's called restructure. Restructure doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't happen via a piece of paper, at least for me. I have already interviewed people for Eyes on Profit in the direction of salespeople. I'm shifting away from my original target audience of eye care professionals. This new direction is for any business professional, including eye care professionals. The reason why I'm expanding my audience is because there are so many people that can benefit from this new direction. It is going to add value to their business because it's associated with Napoleon Hill's law of success. On that note, have you ever seen that book on the law, the laws on the law of success? It's huge. I cannot tell you how many pages it has because in my version of the book, every chapter starts at page one. It's got to be like a thousand pages. There are 40 chapters. Only Napoleon Hill doesn't call them chapters. He calls them lessons. For each lesson, it starts with page one. And it and, it, and, and this chapter has 67 pages and the next chapter, 130 pages. I'm going through the book right now. It's just nuts. 146 pages in chapter nine. You get the idea. It's a pretty heavy book. One more thing. Can anyone please explain to me why the 40 chapters book title is The Law of Success when there are 40 laws? Hmm. (sighs) One could say I'm just justifying my excuses for not jumping into the podcast for this new year. I can call it excuses or I can call it restructuring. Either way, the fact is I didn't publish the first week in January and I'm going to publish the second week of January, the third week, the fourth week, and the fifth week. I'm upping my game by providing additional content, more speakers, and an extended platform for listeners. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding or not. And thank you for taking about 15 to 20 minutes to listen to my podcasts. Actually, I think 
of it as our podcast because it's adding value to all of you who are listening and all who are participating in the podcasts. And if you have content that you think is valuable and you'd like to share it with others, contact me at katie at fivestaricare.com. That's katie, K-A-T-I-E, at the number five, S-T-A-R-E-Y-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Though it's spelled one way, Katie at Five Star Eye Care has a double meaning. I as in me, and I as in part of our anatomy. I care about both. In the next Eyes on Profit, you will be treated to an interview by one of my mentors, Roy Harris. Just a heads up, after the podcast interview with him, I asked him what worked, what didn't work, and what could I do differently. He gave me a surprising answer uh, to what didn't work, and I'm going to share that one with you right now. He said it was too short. I questioned him on what that um, what he meant by that, uh, and he continued saying that we were on a roll and we were doing so well, and you finished too soon because I didn't get to finish what I wanted to share. My reply says something about my process. I said, I wanted to make sure that I didn't interfere with your time, thinking I only had so much time to do a podcast interview. He simply replied, I scheduled extra time for you for this interview. My lesson, next time make sure that, that you know that you're on the same page with the person who, who you're interviewing or who's interviewing you regarding um, the results, you know, the timing and everything. I continued interviewing Roy for another 10 minutes, and that will be a bonus part um, that I will air at a, a later time. There was a huge lesson here. So in actuality, the problem was not the inaction of my first week in January, but rather my restructuring of what I was doing and how I was going to do it that first week in January. It's the place that at the end of the year, I will be more prepared and begin my transition of the new year at the end of this year. In other words, I'm going to start my inventory of supplies, my end of the year bookkeeping, and any new podcast channels or whatever. I'm going to plot out my goals at the beginning of December, finish them mid-December, so that I can start planning the implementation and marketing before December 31st, so that I can actually implement them on January 1st. I guess that's how it works. Uh, We'll see. One more thing. Rick gave me a tip, the Rick that I started this podcast with. He said, do your listeners know that you have a fabulous formula for cleaning your spectacle lenses? And I said, you know, I've never mentioned it. He said, well, why not? You care about these people. And he just interviewed me for, for a summit that he's doing. So I'm going to do it right now. Here it is. If you go to fivestareyecare.com. That's five in the number five, star, S-T-A-R-E-Y-E-C-A-R-E.com. I have a recipe so that you can make your own 
fabulous frame and lens cleaning formula. And that's because you can buy the solution in the store or from an eye care professional, or you can make your own. So I'm offering you the recipe to make your own. And when you watch the video, you'll understand why I'm offering this to you. And I can't share anymore. You need to have that experience yourself. So just do yourself a favor. If nothing else, go to the, that 5starIcare.com and then watch my very short video. If nothing else, I, it will be a good laugh. So in the meantime, until the next podcast, make it a great day. Aloha.